We're back for some Sunday NBA. We got a five-game main slate. Also have a four-game early slate, but again, we're only going to be talking about the five-game main slate in this video. Really quick, before we get into it, I just want to say again, thank you guys, 20,000 subscribers. We just hit it the other day. Wild to think about. Never thought I would, I would get to this point. So I just want to thank you guys again. Uh, you know, been making videos, live streaming since 2018. Uh, so uh again really really do appreciate all you guys support and uh yeah so before we get into player by player breakdown um just first time watching guys i cover content for daily fantasy sports so nba nfl and for player pop stuff like prize picks underdog and parlay play guys if you're not on parlay play you can use the link down below for a 100 deposit match bonus it's a player prop site you're building out slips of player pops and you can up to 75x your money so if you guys do want to give it a try click that link if you do click the link and deposit um you do help support the channel um so would appreciate that and i always say like get on as many of those prop sites as possible and then you search for the value when you do want to place uh place your props um all right so let's recap tonight so tonight went very well for props which was nice i had a couple brutal hooks last night uh both my denver guys i got hooked so that that was tough but went four and oh we full swept prize picks three and oh and underdog so nice to get a full sweep out there uh, for the NBA prop stuff. And then it was a good night for DFS, but wow, I just, I gotta, I gotta get some stuff off my chest here, man. Well, number one, you get over overtime in a game that I had no exposure to. Well, Kaminga didn't play in overtime. So overtime cost me a lot of money, number one. And then number two. Owen Jonas Fallon Shunis breaking the slate. Massive foul trouble for him in the first half. Loses huge minutes. And he still went for 50-plus with massive foul trouble. You think, okay, a low-owned JV who was, you know, just breaking the slate, getting in foul trouble. You are so incredibly unlucky. That had to be the only person that got in foul trouble, right? Wrong. Relatively low on Anthony Edwards. You better believe he's in Massive foul trouble. Three quick ones. Picks up number four early in the second half. Number five, and then fouls out. Just loses huge minutes, Anthony Edwards. Again, you might think, okay, low on JV. Massive foul trouble. Low on Ant, massive foul trouble. No possible way that anyone else could have gotten foul trouble. And you're wrong, Carl Anthony Towns, massive foul trouble. It's truly incredible how bad I run, man. Um... All my spend-ups, massive foul trouble. Foul trouble. JV foul trouble. Anthony Edwards foul trouble. I pivot off Zaire Williams. I'm thinking Zaire Williams is going to start. Once we get the news he's not starting, I pivot from Zaire to Conchar. Zaire goes for like 40, man. If I kept Zaire, I think I would have won this tournament or come close to winning. Again, it's a very tilted game that we play. And again, we couldn't have got this Oklahoma City-Golden State game last slate. I full-stacked the game all over Shea, all over Chet. That's a blowout, right? But the same exact spot, overtime. It's like, come on, man. That's what I'm saying. It's just like, it's truly, this game that we play is truly the most tilted. Like, it just... Think of everything that occurs on a night in, night out basis. I'm like, I don't know how I've gone. I don't know how I haven't gone full, fully crazy at this point uh, from playing DFS for ten plus years. 
Um, but yeah, I mean that the, the massive foul trouble on all my spend ups. I full stacked this Minnesota New Orleans game. I couldn't get lucky and get overtime there. Nah. Uh, of course, Ingram had a brick one of his free throws. Uh, like if I get if if things went the other way, right? If Golden State Oklahoma City did not go to overtime and I get overtime in Minnesota New Orleans, I'm probably winning. Um, probably taking down. So yeah. Still had a good night overall. Like I'm not complaining uh, about winning $250 and full sweeping my props, but it, could, it should have been a much bigger night, and that's why I'm upset. Um, all right, so let's talk about this five-game slate. We'll start off with Sacramento and Dallas. No Len, no Lyles. Kevin Herter is questionable. Now, they did call up Kobe Jones from the G League. So if I had to guess, I would say that leans towards Herter not being able to available to play. Now, the question I have is, I actually don't know who's going to start if Kevin Herter does not play. I don't think they want to start Malik Monk. Like, I think they like bringing Malik Monk off the bench, so I don't think they want to start him. question is, like, where, like do they, they start Keon Ellis? Do they start Duarte? I don't think they, they would start Vezkinev. Um, Kobe Jones, they called up. I don't think they would start him, though. I, I don't know who they would start if Kevin Herter does not play. Um, but I'll just say whoever starts for Herter is going to be a solid value. Um, I, just, I honestly don't know where they're going to go if he does not play. The two top guys, Sabonis and Fox. I mean, this two-man game is so good. My boy Sabonis, he's so good, man. Such a high floor plus ceiling. This game is uh, Dallas plays very little defense. So I'm high on Fox. I'm high on Sabonis. I mean, they're playing huge minutes right now as well. I like them, the two main Kings guys a lot. Keegan Murray should play a ton, 6.1K. Makes him playable, but again, he becomes like a distant third option here behind Fox and behind Sabonis. Herder, if he plays, is fine. If he misses, um... Probably do get some more minutes from Monk off the bench. Again, I don't think he would start. Um, Harrison Barnes, 4.6K, is just kind of like a filler value play. If there is no herder, he probably does see a minutes bump too. Um, and then these value plays all look better. You know, guys like Duarte, Keon Ellis, even if there is no uh, Kevin Herter. Talking about Dallas, so Luca, Kyrie, they both smashed when I want to say. Okay, Luca went for 60. I think Kyrie had a huge game. Um, 55, yeah. I mean, this game should be played at a very fast pace, so no issue with either of the Denver spend-ups. Luka at 11-9, Kyrie at 8.8. I think factoring in salary, it might be easier to get to Kyrie, but I like both the main Denver guys. I still have a tough time getting to anyone else. You guys know this, this the story. Minutes are all over the place for these guys. I don't trust Jason Kidd whatsoever. The Hardaway, 5.9K, most likely sees mid-20s minutes. Minutes on Lively been all over the place. He's also very foul-prone. Um, Grant, like the minutes and Derek Jones Jr. are just all over the place too. 29, 22, 18, 26, 19. Minutes and Grant Williams are all over the place. Couple games recently, he's played 30, you know, mid 30s minutes, 16 minutes here, 22 minutes. Like, it's just like, I don't know what they're going to do. So when you have lo- a lot of low usage guys that like the myths are all over the place on, I just, I'm probably just not going to do it even on a small slate. So main interest is just really Luca and Kyrie. Talking about Phoenix and Utah. Well, we saw this game. It was a massive shootout last game. No Brad Beal. He's out for a while. KD, Booker at the top. Both reasonable options. I think if there's no limit on Booker, he's the guy I prefer. One for 53 fancy points in 32 minutes. So I, I have interest in both the main Suns guys. But I think I give the edge to Booker, assuming there's no limitations. My boy Nurkic is always playable in tournaments. The minutes have not been amazing on him. I think you can project him for mid-20s minutes. Um, if you do get the game where he plays 30-plus minutes, which is possible, then he can absolutely smash. But I think right now, more of a tournament play. Grayson Allen, Eric Gordon are just like filler pieces for me. Both guys should see decent run. Eubanks will back up Nurkic. I actually think he's a solid point per dollar value. 20-ish minutes over the last three games. I don't think I can stomach like Bates Diop or Okogie or Goodwin or anyone like that, though. Talking about Utah, so marketing, the price is coming down at him, 8.3K. 
I would expect mid-30s mitts from him. Makes him a relatively safe play. Clarkson's played really well of late. Um, last four games, he's averaging like 45 fancy points a game. Now, I don't think that's going to continue, but Clarkson's chucking, and the minutes are there. We know he's a high-usage player. High total game. Yeah, I think Clarkson's still a fine play. John Collins, starting at the five, has played 30-plus minutes the last three games. We know you know him at the five just kind of boosts his floor plus ceiling. So sign me up for some John Collins. My boy, Keontae George, has played extremely well uh, since he's gone into the starting lineup. I think he's going to play high 20s minutes, 5.4K. Sign me up for some Keontae George. Uh, Olenix in a backup, Collins, 5.1K. Mm, don't think it's necessary. I think THT and Sexton are reasonable values. We know what their roles are. They're going to come off the bench. You're probably going to see around 20 minutes for THT, probably around 20 minutes from Sexton. Both guys will be relatively productive. So, again, they're reasonable values. Akbashi is going to start, probably play mid-20s minutes. Not the best point per minute guy, but has nice eligibility. So there's actually a fair amount to like here for the Jazz. Let's talk about Boston and Memphis. The big news, obviously, is Jalen Brown. He's questionable. If Jalen Brown misses, they can do a couple different things. They can shift Horford in the starting lineup, or they they probably would. It's going to be Horford or Howes that start if there's no Jalen Brown. But I wonder would just look better if Brown's out, like Tatum and Porzingis at the top, Holiday and White in the mid-range. Horford would, would play more. You'd see more run for Hauser. Pritchard would pop a little bit more. So like everyone just looks better. Obviously, there's no Brown. If Brown's in, I don't think there's any standouts. Plus, you got to factor in. Sure, this is on the road, but like Boston, this team is so good, and this Memphis team is really not good. So there's there's going to be some blowout risk for sure, even if Brown does not play. But yeah, if everyone's in, I think they're all more just kind of contrarian plays for me. If Brown's out, then like I have interest in all the main guys for Boston. I don't think there'd be a standout. I would be curious who starts. Like if Horford starts at 5.1, um, I think he'd be a good point per dollar play. If it's Hauser at starts, he'd be reasonable value. And I'll always mention Pritchard. He's a guy that's going to be in the rotation, right? And if the game does blow out, like if, you, if you're playing for a Boston blowout, Pritchard's a guy that does get extended. So I'm always going to mention that in the videos because... He's a guy that has smashed before in blowouts, right? Let's talk about Memphis. So Memphis, uh, Tillman missed last game, but or the game tonight, but it was just due to rest, right? Injury management. So I expect him to be back and splitting time with Biembo. It's kind of which kind of takes both centers out of play for me. Luke Kennard, um, I don't think will be available. We'll keep an eye on the status. I think he'll still be out. Now, Bain and Triple J, those are the two guys with the highest ceiling. I think Bain's a little bit easier to get to because of the eligibility. Jaron, I mean, he's just always in foul trouble, right? He just always is, but um, a guy that does have a ceiling, so always in consideration for me, but usually I want to play at low ownership. Now, as far as where the rest of this team goes with the, the starting lineup, like, I don't really know. We saw Gilliard get benched. Um, I luckily avoided him. Um, again, Zaire Williams played a lot more than Conchar, which tilts me because I originally had Zaire and then pivoted. That cost me thousands of dollars. Derek Rose in a back-to-back, I don't think will be available. Um, Aldama, I mean, if he starts, to be interesting, but like, there's going to be some interesting value plays here for Memphis. I just don't know what they're going to do with the starting lineup, so we'll keep an eye on that. Um, but yeah, let's talk about Oklahoma City and Portland. So, I mean, I had, I had a low on SGA last slate. Massive blowout. Same exact spot. Overtime, 65 bomb for Shea. A great spot here, though. Shea and Chet like the ceiling on both. I mean, hey, 62 fantasy points for Chet. Now, probably can't expect that again. And again, his range of outcomes is relatively wide, which I always talk about. But the ceiling's massive. So, yeah, I have Anderson Chet. Giddy, the minutes have not been amazing on him. That is a little bit concerning. He's averaging like 25 minutes a game over the last three. Um, Jalen Williams, 6.2, should see low 30s minutes. Always a reasonable play. I don't think I get to Dort. Price in case in Wallace feels priced about right. Isaiah Joe's minutes have ticked up over the last couple games, 25 and 27. So I think he's an intriguing value play. You're going to see a little bit of run for Kenneth Williams. I think he'll be kind of sneaky value. Minutes are slowly ticking up 15, then 18, then 22. 
Um, so as a contrarian value play, I think he is a little bit interesting for Portland. Kind of the same story here. Main guys, Sharp, Grant, Mays, eight and all in play for me. Uh, I think Mays would probably be the guy that's easiest to get to, but also the Mets have not been amazing on him. 31, 31, 26 minutes for the last three games where guys like Sharp, Grant, and Aiton are playing a lot more. Um, so I've interested in all four of the main Blazers guys. Uh, this still to me too. Kamara, I played him last late at low ownership, nine fancy points in 22 minutes. Next game, 36 minutes, 23 fancy points. Like, bruh, bruh, bruh. Uh, but yeah, Kamara, if he continues to start, I think solid value. Bible, Walker, Reith, Bouye will probably be in the rotation. Eh. I don't think it's necessary to get to these guys unless you think the game blows out. Then you can start taking some shots and some of those bench Portland guys. Finally, Houston and the Lakers. So, Men Thompson, uh, I think he's doubtful. Tar Eason is, or he's already ruled out. Tar Eason questionable with the injury management, my boy. So, we'll keep an eye on that. We know Eason's a good point per minute guy, but um, they might sit him here against the Lakers. Now, at the top, I like Shingun and Van Fleet a good amount here. I mean, you just saw what Sabonis did to Anthony Davis the other day. He absolutely cooked him. Uh, the minutes have been ticking up at Shingun. If he can stay out of foul trouble, I think you can project around 35 minutes from him. I like his healing a good amount, and the minutes have just been insane on Van Fleet. 40 minutes he's averaging over the last three games. Like, sign me up for that at 7-6. I like Van Fleet. I like Shingun. You know, the other starters, Green, Jabari Smith, and Dylan Brooks are reasonable plays, but no standouts. Tari Eason misses. He probably do get a little bit more on for a guy like Jay Sean Tate. Got massive foul trouble last game, but uh, nice eligibility there. Shin guard, small forward. I mean, you're going to see Jeff Green in the rotation. You're going to see Aaron Holiday in the rotation. Um, you know, I don't think it's necessary to get to those guys, but they are really, really cheap. And finally, the Lakers, you got 80, probable LeBron questionable. I fully expect LeBron to play. He's been questionable now the last few games and has played, so fully expectable to play. Um, I think, you know, at factoring in salary, I do give the edge Anthony Davis with LeBron, but it is close. I think when they're priced about the same, I'm just going to prefer AD. I know LeBron's played better last couple games, but I'm always just going to give the edge to Anthony Davis with LeBron. Um, the rest of the Lakers, kind of secondary plays. D'Lo feels a bit pricey. Reeves off the bench um, should play, you know, high 20s minutes. Only played 18 minutes last game, uh, but most of the time he's going to play high 20s minutes. You're going to see Reddish and Prince play decent minutes, but they're, you know, relatively score independent. Rehashi Moore's minutes have been a bit up and down as of Christian Woods. So no one I feel like amazing about for the secondary Lakers if LeBron plays. Now, if LeBron does sit, that changes everything, right? I think he plays, but if he sits, AD becomes a priority. His secondary plays look way better. Rui would start and probably be a must for me. So there'll just be a ton to like here from Lakers. LeBron sits, but fully expect him to play based on what we've seen over the last three games. All right, guys, that's going to wrap it up for the video. As always, if you enjoyed, make sure to like, subscribe, and hit the notification bell. We'll see you guys all in the next video.